Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. 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 Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned. Please hold, your meeting has been temporarily adjourned.
and then remember to re-mute yourself so that we don't hear your dog barking or any profanities um, or whatever. Um, could you please use your blue hand to indicate that you wish to speak? That's the raise hand um, button on the participants list. Right. Um, how am I doing? Have I missed anything? Chair, Chair are, you, are you recording? Have you got the recording going? Yes. Yes. Because we can hear it in the background. No, I don't have the recording going. Well, some, I can hear it playing. Yeah, you can as well. I can as well. Yeah, yeah, so can I. And I'm just trying to think where it's coming from. Uh, Claire. Let me, can I mute myself and somebody else say something and see if it, um, if it goes. I wonder whether Claire's machine is picking it up. Yeah, I'll check.
so hat up. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Um, I'd just like to say, Mr. Glenday, if I may, I'm going to quote my own parish council chairman, who said um, that he actually came close to actually enjoying the draft answers. Now, that's, that, is, that is something to be said, that somebody who's read the draft policy that you sent out actually came to enjoy it. Um, and I think we should be commended for that, because we know how difficult it can be for parish councils to respond to these long, extensive consultations. So I would like to say that. Um, I also agree that I really like the fact that you got around the issue by giving them a dozen, half a dozen extensive general observations before the start, because not all the questions were there that we would like to have. Uh, I'm very impressed with the, the replies that you've done. Um, for members of the public, if I could just clarify a couple of things. Um, can you explain why, on a couple of the questions, I've got the papers in front of me in ModGov, but I can't quote them exactly, I could find them. But there are a couple of questions where we've put no response. Um, there's obviously a reason for that, you know, like how do you perceive a planning department? What are the three, I think it was three words that you would think of a planning department should be, um, as if you're on a guessing game. Um, but if you could just clarify why we took that view, there were some questions that we put no response. That would be great. Okay. Uh, thank you, Chair, and uh, thank you, Councillor Leeds, and, and the parish council for the comments. I'd love to take full credit for them, and I know you gave my name there, but actually it was the team obviously Mr. Miles is on leave well early on the call, so he's on me this week. Um, but Lois is here tonight. It was actually Lois who pulled most of the actual document together, so I'd like to give that credit to Lois, actually. <laughs> so it was how they did it. Um, I'll probably, hand, I'll probably hand over to him in a second just to clarify some of the questions. But I think that some of the ones that we had no response for was obviously this is a very generic um, consultation and some of the questions are geared really more towards residents or residents groups rather than local authorities. So I think in some of the instances you just felt, well, is it something that a local authority formally can take a view on or not? But if, if there are any no responses that we've got that you feel that we, we should be responding to, then we're more than happy to look at that. But I think that was a general thing. Perhaps maybe Lois, do you want to just clarify on that point? Yeah, I think, good evening. I think when I drafted, I think I, in the end, I only left one question with no response. And that was, I think it said something like, which is your favourite development in your borough or something like that. And I thought, well, okay, you're not going to sort of dismiss anything you've given approval for. And, and I wouldn't know which one was your favourite anyway. But um so I think they were, as, as Gordon says, they, a lot of those questions, well, those questions where we haven't really put much of an answer is because they are really more intended for, you know, general populace and much more subjective. Um, so we concentrated on more of the sort of um, substantive questions. But obviously, if you'd like to respond, then we can do that, you know. We can do that. Uh, no, sorry, if I may come back, Chair. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, one of them was actually put three words what three words do you associate most with the planning system in England? Um, no response, which, which I think is a fair point. But I was just thinking for people who've read it, they would like to have an understanding of why that was. I didn't want us to put any... I did, there's nothing I want them to answer that you, that you haven't already. I just wanted to clarify that point for people who are reading it. Thank you. Um, thank you, Councillor Caton. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, I would like to associate myself with the, 
copies of the the comments. So my following comments are not meant to be too critical, let's put it that way. But there did seem to be one kind of inconsistency with what the kind of the motion that we agreed at the last full council, particularly it relates to item four of the motion, which says about the early use of the infrastructure levy, which should be set locally, not nationally. And yet in the commentary in the paper, it seems to imply that we're in favour of a nationally set uh, infrastructure levy. Um, I can, I'm going to have problems finding it now. Uh, being, yes, it says being calculated on a standard basis would make it objectively or objectively transparent based on a flat rate value-based charge. So it just seemed to me slightly inconsistent with what we had spoken about. That, and that seems question 22, A, B, C, and D. Um, but other than that, I would like to say I was very pleased with the statement that the outcomes of the four reforms must not be seen to favour the, land, the landed and more affluent sectors of society at the expense of those of, with the average or more modest incomes and assets, because that, that was a concern that I had uh, with the previous uh, consultation document, where we seem to be only talking about the haves and not the have-nots. Um, and then following up on that, on question four, uh, we mention uh, our third point is about increasing the affordability of housing and the available availability of affordable housing. I was wondering whether we couldn't get affordable stroke social housing there because social is obviously not the same as affordable and I think we as a, a council are uh, committed to building council houses and see the benefits in building housing for the lower paid. Councillor Evans, have you got a, a thought on that? It seems like a very reasonable point to have that had reference to social housing. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, uh, we will um, pick, pick that up and just uh, I, I'll, I'll be very happy to respond to any other questions. But uh, uh, specifically, um, we will, we're having a meeting tomorrow morning, uh, I and the officers, with a view to um, addressing any issues which are, which are brought up this evening uh, with a view to this document being submitted in a timely way before uh, midnight on Thursday. We were 
rather running, um, um, Mrs. Nicholas uh, and I were rather running against the wire for our last response for the, for the numbers question now. So we've, we're hoping to avoid running into the wire on this one. <laughs> okay, um, Councillor Bagnall. Uh, it's just a question for all, really. I was just intrigued to find out if all of our uh, town and parish councils have also responded. So I know uh, from Takey's perspective, we've we've done a very detailed response, which most uh, of the council members will get a copy of what it sends off. But I just think it was a general question to everyone here if they were aware of town and parish councils who are doing uh, submitting their returns as well. I don't know who's placed it. I, I, I don't believe it's universal. Um, not all have, and I think some have been relying on on um, the council, the Uttersley District Council response. I just help on that one, Chair. Very, very I, I don't know the I don't know the answer, uh, Councillor Bagnell, but what I do know is that we, at some offices, did have a, a meeting with the Town and Parish Council, who we mentioned this paper, and we agreed to send them a copy of our draft um, before we obviously brought it to this group. So they've, also, they've all been sent a copy of our draft response, so hopefully that's prompted them into either providing their own draft or, as Councillor Parliament said, maybe just acknowledging the fact that they support the council. So they, they all do have a copy of that. Thanks, Gordon. Well, I think this is a comment. I think it's fair to say that the, the way uh, the Ministry set up the response portal is not terribly layman friendly is it i mean it's not the kind of environment where people can just go in and give their thoughts they are being led a certain way and i think you need to have a considerable amount of expertise and knowledge to be able to you know to make your response meaningful so you know all credit to those for being able to make it a, a very readable enjoyably readable document um so councillor taylor Um, again, uh, this is a, I, I think, very impressive document, and thank you. Um, we have a very expert um, local resident who is a planning consultant, and he gives us actually a lot of help with matters in Flagstead, and particularly about our neighbourhood plan. And I thought his his comment, one of his comments, is very helpful. He he too was um, uh, impressed by the document, but he said. In, uh, as a, an additional question, to, uh, part to question 16, what is your prior, priority for sustainability in your area? The proposed response just concentrates, concentrates on issues associated with climate change, water supply and biodiversity, on which, of course, we all agree. It will be far more sensible to embrace all of the factors associated with environmental sustainability, so that in a in addition, it additionally included the retention of established landscape and views, the retention of farmland, and the setting of heritage assets. So I think he's just making those comments in, in addition to the, the, the part point about sustainability. Um, Gordon or, or Councillor Evans, would you care to respond to that? Yes, I'll just... Uh, uh, we, we have, of course, um, made reference to um, all of those all of those factors. 
um, in, in their respective contexts. Um, but we'll have a look again at the definition of sustainability. And we've sought to extend the meaning of sustainability or take reference um, to other definitions of sustainability in, the, in this document. Um, so to the extent that all of those other features which Councillor Taylor's just mentioned um, has coming from uh, your uh, Paxton um, um, uh, colleague, uh, we'll, we'll have a look at those and uh, uh, amplify them as, as, as necessary. So that's very helpful. I think it is very, very useful because, again, we are thinking about how we have a the consultation document, the consultation with our residents works and parish council, and we feel the, the sustainability word is very important because it it is absolutely essential and central to the formation of the local plan. And again, I, I think using all these terms because they mean different things and different people stress the importance in different ways is just a it's a suggestion for adding to that particular question thank you um i think the next hand is councillor merrifield well that's very generous of you we'll make you councillor reed next not too bothered, but I'll uh, I think there are two bits. Uh, on the sustainability one, uh, taking that first, um, my, my view is that it, we, we, we seem to be silent on the other uh, two arms of um, the, the sort of sustainability in planning terms, namely employment and social. And uh, um, so I was thinking that uh, that really could or should be extended. Now, I recognise that we're asked to prioritise that, and that's therefore difficult because you start trying to prioritise things across two or three different whole concept areas. So how you do that, I'm not sure. But uh, certainly I would like to see um, in the, uh, the planning process here um, that there must be due um, attention given to uh, both the uh, employment and social aspects of sustainability as well. Uh, so that's that's one point, but I'm not exactly sure how to do that. So I do apologise for uh, raising a problem without uh, presenting a solution. But, um, maybe uh, others can do better in that. The second point um, I wanted to make was the one to do with the design guides, which, uh, again, uh, a bit apologetic for not totally understanding the difference between the, the um, national and uh, local design guides. I think I understand well the local ones are going to be given a sort of lower priority and the national ones a higher priority and in that context uh, knowing quite a bit about the preparation of design guides, some of these things take uh, an eternity uh, uh, to make. I've been in the past very involved in uh, work to fight by what uh, the British Standards Organisation do which is making uh, uh, codes and, and, and Designs and standards, and uh, that can take you know a decade to make uh, some documents. So the speed with which a document can, can be made, which is going to be usable in the time frame which is going to be needed here, I must say I do query, and I didn't see that um, element in our response. So I would like to see if you could uh, get. I think it was one of the 
I need to. I'm looking at the screen rather than the document, so I've forgotten which question it is. Um, but there is a question on on design guides, and I'd like to see there um, a sort of questioning of the practicality of developing the design guides within the time frame of bringing rolling out this new system. Thank you, um, Mr. Glendale or Councillor Evans. Would you wish to respond to that just a moment? If I could just um, uh, make one brief comment. There, there is, of course, um, a design guide uh, which has been in place now for um, a few years, the Essex Design Guide, and I, I know that uh, we do have some uh, issues arising out of it, but the original design guide uh, was, um, I think, invent invented, as it were, back in the 70s, but it's been, up it's been updated. But the, cu the current guide, I think, is, is, is used by about 4, 000, over 4,000 users, so I'm told. So that there is something which can be built upon, I would. Yes, but I think, you're, I think you're actually making my point for me, that that took many years to develop. And what we're being talking about now is not having an Essex design guide, it's having a national design uh, code. And uh, so to combine all the Essexes, you know, sort of, 40 of those to roll that into one document, uh, you can imagine the dogfights that take place in agreeing any particular sentence. And uh, uh, unless, basically, you know, somebody's given the task of doing it and they sit down and do it and, uh, and four individuals are responsible for designing our, the whole UK, and that, which is an alarming concept, of course. But uh, that's the point I was really wanting to make, and actually your answer uh, exemplifies the reason for my point. Chair, very briefly, I'll, I'll maybe um, ask Lois to elaborate on this, because Lois did do all, all of this work, but I think you're referring to questions 17, if I'm right, and one of the things that we've put in there is that in terms of the national code, that they should actually be advisory only, so rather than the standards of codes, and there's actually an advisory element to that, because one of the issues that we have is how, to what extent, will local people be involved in, in those sorts of so I'm not wanting to come back uh, multiple times, but yes, I accept that. Uh, but in the event that that advice isn't taken, I think it needs to be pointed out why we're wanting to say that. And I think one of the reasons for doing that is the impracticality of making quickly a national one. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, Councillor Merrifield.
you know, we don't want that raised. We should we need to keep the 40% within Nottlesford. Um, it's most important. Um, and the vi so the viability studies, we know, you know, the viability studies that we have now, we have to have an independent, we have an independent um, person who comes, who looks at them and decides whether the developer is um, being reasonable with um, what they say. Um, and as we know, that sometimes they try and say that they can't provide 40% of housing. Sometimes that's right, sometimes that isn't. Um, but I think that is something that we definitely need to keep. So I was very pleased to see that. So thank you. Thank you, Councillor Mayfield. Um, could I ask a question of Mr. Glendy, please? Which, for the benefit of our listeners, and I'm sure we have a worldwide broadcast here, is Assistant Director of Planning at UDC. Um, Mr. Glendy, if, if I can ask you, I made reference earlier on to timescales, and what do you think is a realistic timescale for this ever seeing the light of day in terms of legislation? Um, how long is a piece of string? It, it, it's a difficult one to tell. I mean, I've been on a number of um, webinars, actually, and sometimes um, people have been asked, the experts have been asked, you know, how much of this do you think will actually be eventually adopted? And I haven't been on anyone where they've said more than about 50%. So there's a well-held, a wide-held view that half of this isn't going anywhere, but half or around about that could well could well do. Um, one of the issues that they will have is obviously there's going to be the consultation, but it's the consultation. And then certain elements of this will need secondary legislation, some of them will be primary legislation. And primary, primary legislation can take several years to go through the process. And of course, with the current challenges we have with COVID and Brexit and everything else, I mean, how high, how high up is this on the, the government's national agenda? So it's, it's, it's difficult to tell. Um, it's certainly not going to happen overnight, put it that way. It's, I mean, I would, I would have thought that the earliest that some of these things will come forward will be six months to a year, perhaps, but many other things, if they do come forward, could well be two to a year. I, I, I don't know, Jane, I don't know if you've got any idea in terms of the legislative process, whether you could add anything more to that in terms of secondary or primary legislation, but that's my understanding. No, I would, I would say you've assessed that accurately. It's very difficult to tell um, with other competing priorities going on at the moment. Um, I, I think you're right. It's as long as a piece of string, basically. Um, yeah. Okay, thank you for that. Um, Councillor Bagnall had his hand up. Thank you, Chair. Uh, just a question for, for Councillor Evans, potentially, or, or one of the officers. Um, under the under the section for uh, three categories to zone, to zone I think um, at the bottom of page thirteen, I wasn't quite sure what the response was actually saying. <clears throat> so, could, is, is there anyone able to give me a, just a very brief summary of what we're actually saying in point five, the near automatic path to permission for developers? Sorry, I'm just looking at my own copy rather rather than the uh, copy on uh, on your agenda. Um, so, uh, sorry, which question are you referring to? Can't see back here, sorry. Um, 
I'm not sure which question it covers, but it's on page 13. It's, it's about the near automatic path to permission for developers uh, having gained approval in principle through the zoning system. Yes. Um, sorry, my, my page 13 is, is on, of, the, of the original document, so that's why I'm having a bit of difficulty um, um, in, in looking at exactly what you uh, are referring to. Um, but in, ge in general terms, um, the arrangements proposed by the white paper anticipates all of the, the zoning, to call it uh, that for convenience, uh, all of that is um, front-end uh, loaded. Uh, and that's that's one of the things that we uh, we of course don't um, don't like the look of. We think that there's got to be proper engagement, proper consideration. Uh, and if you're going to have um, uh, input from the community and other interested parties, uh, that all takes a great deal of time. And what has been historically regarded as evidence uh, is that going to be possible? Um, by reference to each of these individual zones, particularly if our suggestion, and it's not unique to us, but others have made it as well, where you might get layering within each individual, um, each individual zone. Um, and so all of that does take um, a great deal of time. And you know, is that ever going to be achievable in the, in the time frame that the government is proposing? And we're saying uh, realistically no. But, but, of course, that's why um, when we asked the peer review group to give us some input on this white paper, um, you know, they wanted to stand back a little bit and see actually how uh, this might fit in with our own timetable, the one that's included in the, in the, in the project plan, which you, which you saw at your uh, last meeting. Um, so, I mean, that's a bit of a sort of general comment. Um, but I'm not quite sure what um, specifically you... you, you well, I'm, I'm trying to, to get at whether we're, we're supportive of the zoning system or if we're not supportive, um, what, what was our rationale for not being supportive? Because I, I, I wasn't able to, to extract that from the bullet points that are under here. Uh, I'm assuming we're not supportive, but it didn't actually say that, and I just wondered if we needed to be a bit clearer on that, that was all. We'll have another. We'll have another look at the at the wording there. But um, <clears throat> zoning covers a multitude of good things and bad things, of course, doesn't it? In a way, but we're not. We would never be um, looking at things in exactly the same way as zoning in, let's say, Florida or in Germany or any other places where zoning is is, is prevalent. We we would be saying one has to look at potential development according to all of the considerations. Uh, and you might well indeed have um, a um, renewal area or you might have a growth area or you might have a protected area. Um, but to get to those particular designations, you've got to do the work and got to assess the evidence and weigh it before you get to that, to that particular point. So, uh, I mean, there isn't a complete answer to your question uh, because zoning does cover a multitude of um, descriptive um, uh, terms, I think. Okay, I think that's fine. That's okay. Hey, uh, thank you, Councillor Evans. Um, Councillor Caton. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, when we were talking about zoning, uh, I was also thinking about 
Bob said in question six about streamlining the development and management content of local plans, uh, it seemed to me to raise a very important issue as far as Uttlesbrook is concerned, um, with the countryside protection zone around the airport, because if we are not going to be allowed to have those kind of local locally local protection zones uh, around you know and to stop the coalescence of the airport with surrounding villages um, that to me seems to something that we should object very strongly to um, there has got to be some flexibility for local um, policy making uh, on development control kind of aspects of the local plan that gives us that kind of security that we have got at the moment although I expect it's been nibbled away but I think we still want to keep the principle in any subsequent local plan and, and the other point that I it's just a general point, is we do seem to be not contesting the government's view that the, the, the planning system and their changes to it are, are good because they're going to give certainty to the development industry, but they are actually making life much more uncertain for local communities, and I would like to think that we could make that more explicit. That we're, you know, this is a one-sided document. It is merely to support the development industry. It's not to support our our community placemaking or uh, to help um, you know the, the tackle the climate change. It is very much focused on delivering housing numbers uh, and the, as the, the uh, paper says there are, there are some inconsistencies uh, between what the government wants in the economic development terms and where it is trying to drive the house building industry. So I would just think we might want to be a little bit stronger in our preamble, a little bit more political in our preamble, or not political, but, you know, more combative uh, about uh, their, their um, policy or their strategy in this um, white paper. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think there's, there's a... There's a Clearly, government has, a, has its own agenda, and it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one to, to try and um, try and argue against politically in, in documents such as this. And I don't suppose it's really up uh, the district council's position and job to be political in that sense. Um, it has to be objective. I don't know, but I'll leave that thought with Mr. Glenday.
might have something to say. Well, uh, yeah, thank you, Chair. Um, I think Council Keaton's points valid in terms of the consecutive um, pension. So I'm just looking again at our answer to question six. So what we're kind of broadly saying is that there might be there might be scope for general development management policies that you can almost take off the shelf and, and use on, 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 on issues like conservation or heritage, something like that might be appropriate. But what we've said there is the council would need to reserve the right to add local detail regarding issues in the district, uh, in, in the district at that relevant time. Now, what I might suggest is, if, if, if the, um, the groups might do so, would be that have, add in there, as, as an example, our encompassing protection zone, um, just to flag that up, that that's the sort of thing that we think would be quite unique to us. Um, so we can, we can add that if council evidence and others can just agree with that, so we can, we can do that. says, um, it's in the opening statement, the outcome of the reforms must not be to favour the landed and more affluent sectors of society at the expense of those with average or more modest incomes and assets. Well, I think that's fairly strong. Um, so I'd say that was representing quite a lot, you know. Um, and also what I would say is, sorry, took my hand off the um, space bar. Um, I think, and I agree, I think it was Councillor Taylor and I think Councillor Keaton possibly as well, I can't remember, um, um, Councillor Evans probably said it as well. The heritage we have in this district and the landscape, so we're not an area of outstanding natural beauty, we're not, but we are a very attractive area and we have our landscape and we have our heritage. And that is what we are, that is what Uttlesford is, a lot of it is. And it needs to be emphasised because, that, you know, yeah, that is what this district is, is known for and what, what a lot of the people appreciate living in. And I think that is what we should emphasise greatly, you know. And if we could have, and this is me off the wall here, an area of outstanding heritage, you know, completely off the wall, but maybe we could be the first, hey, I don't know, that's just me thinking off the wall, completely. Yes, thank you, that's, that's useful, thanks, Councillor Merrifield. Uh, Councillor Evans. Yes, thank, thank you,
strangely, there were no specific questions in relation uh, to, to those two particular items. And in the, in the white paper, there were a number of proposals made. Uh, most actually carried questions with them, uh, but uh, there were some proposals which didn't carry questions with them. Uh, and, for example, uh, proposal uh, 17 related to historic buildings and areas. Uh, and so there, um, <clears throat> there are specific proposals anticipated. Uh, and I think what the government is expecting to... Well, we know that, the, that, we know that there's going to be a new NPPF. Uh, and I would imagine that when they say proposals, they will be incorporating, incorporated, incorporating into that new NPPF further protections and so on in relation to heritage. We all know that heritage has gone up the agenda in terms of its value in, in since the 2018-19 NPPF. So it may be that that will be given yet more uh, weight in the, uh, in the ones to come. And likewise for landscape. And we have seen, of course, in the last uh, year or so, uh, appeals succeeding. And those appeals uh, where, where permission has been refused, um, those appeals have... Um, um, uh, been unsuccessful from the point of view of the applicant very often because of heritage and landscape considerations. So for us here in Uttlesford, they are both, as Councillor Merrifield says, very important, uh, very important factors and uh, we will be looking out to um, <clears throat> uh, make further representations on those, on those things. There's nothing to prevent us from adding more um, as, we, as, we see, as we see fit, not expressed in relation to the uh, uh, answers which we're giving now, but as I say, there are no questions in relation to uh, heritage, so uh, I, it doesn't seem to me that we're precluded from uh, providing what we want when we want. And I imagine we're not alone. There must be other areas that are scratching their head on the same topic, you know, heritage and, and um, landscape that, that doesn't get a classification under A O N B. Um, so yeah, let's push it. Um, Councillor Reef. Thank you. I think I'm right in, in saying that isn't Uttlesford one of the um, districts in the country that has the highest number of heritage, of the grade two listed buildings? Is that correct? Okay. Because in that case, I absolutely stand behind um, um, Councillor Merrifield's point. And I think the, the idea of arguing the case for an area of outstanding national heritage. Is, uh, is outstanding and uh, I, I really like that idea and, and wish I'd had it myself but, uh, but Sandy did that's, that, that's uh, that Councillor Merrifield did so I, I think that that's a, a really nice catchphrase for a, a response from Uttlesford which sort of encapsulates many of the issues that we've been struggling with in relation to how to deal with these issues and, and, and you know, monthly those of us on the planning committee are very well aware of that I think that's really good. So tomorrow, uh, there's a there's a there's a challenge for you. But I'd like to see that uh, put in. I'd stand behind it. Well, I think we can mimic that as an outstanding contribution from councillors Merrifield and Reeve. Um, I don't see any other hands up. Um, are we perhaps arriving at a, a natural conclusion to, to this evening's? Proceedings, uh, Councillor Evans. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'd just like to um, uh, uh, 
second uh, make a comment that uh, there, ha there, has, there have been debates um, at the county level among the um, portfolio, planning portfolio holders uh, across, across the different districts uh, in, in Essex. Uh, and uh, this afternoon, actually, we've, we've um, exchanged among us a draft of a communal, or sorry, not communal, but a collective response to be written um, by the uh, chairman of the uh, <coughs> Essex portfolio uh, holders um, and uh, I think the, the majority of the districts will actually be willing to subscribe to that letter which will be addressed to Mr Jenry, the Minister, uh, and so it makes um, points on behalf of the county portfolio holders as well which actually fit in with um, what we are doing ourselves independently so I'd just like to say that that work has been done uh, too. Uh, and as uh, I mentioned to you, uh, um, Mr Chairman, um, the uh, Parliamentary House of Commons uh, Committee, Ministry of uh, Relevant, Ministry of Housing and Local Government Committee, uh, did actually put out a consultation calling for a response by the 30th of October to various questions they've asked, and that came up subsequent to the debate in the Commons on the 8th of October. Uh, only came to learn of it on Saturday, so uh, it doesn't seem to have had um, wide publicity at all. Uh, but if any members would like to um, uh, see that with a view to um, providing their own responses to that consultation to the parliamentary committee, then um, um, uh, the details will be uh, circulated. You, you, you yourself have a copy of that, uh, Mr. Chairman, but uh, we haven't had a chance uh, today.